So what she saw was uh, bird dog peach whiskey. Oh, gosh. I'm this is a thing that shouldn't exist. <laughs> if you're a whiskey drinker, you should know this shouldn't exist. But for Tanya, this was like the bee's knees. So... So she, so she was like, should I buy it? It's kind of expensive. I was like, yeah, you should buy it. You should buy it. So, I'm Von Beeker, and you're listening to episode five of Song Stories, where I get to share one of my own songs, Trying to Be Free. I can't wait to tell you this story that starts off with a horribly sweet bottle of peach whiskey in the high desert of Santa Fe, New Mexico. I used to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico every year and take a songwriting retreat as part of what was called the Glen Workshop. All sorts of different backgrounds, religious and not, some of them fundamentalists uh, like my own and that of my good friend, poet Tanya Runyon. I want to include her in this story because it involves uh, her so much, as well as my other friend, China Kent. I apologize for the echo on their voices, as this was taken from a live video when I released the single. Hi. Tanya, <laughs> good to see you. Hello. Again. You ready for this? Oh, I'm nice ready day. for this. Um, it's just the whole story thing is a little complicated because all my kids are home. Oh, yeah. Right. Where do we begin? So, I don't know. Do you know want me to tell the story so, and you just confirm? Yes. Nod? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. So, here's, here's the story. So, Tanya and I both grew up in religious backgrounds that are, I would say, well, evangelical and to some extent fundamentalist. Some people would certainly say fundamentalist. And one of the things that they're fundamental about is uh, drinking alcohol, I think. Is that your background too, Tanya? I mean, yeah, more or less. I wasn't raised in it, but as a teenager, young adult, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was definitely, same thing. I, I, I People around me drank growing up, but in the churches that I got into as a teenager, young adult, it was definitely uh, a non-starter. You did not drink. It was a rule. You don't drink. When I went to Bible college, you didn't drink. You could get kicked out if you drank. That's how serious it was. So so I didn't have a drink of alcohol really until I was about in my 30s uh, when my wife became a police officer, <laughs> which makes sense, I think. Um, Course. So, so this whole world was like is still like relatively new to me, as uh, you know. In addition to knowing where my limits are, um, all those kind of things, and what my relationship to alcohol is, and um, what it's for, and what it isn't for, and all that stuff. So, um, so Tanya and I, we've been at the Glen. We met at the Glen, um, became good friends, and we were we were hanging out. We, uh, I'll just. Long story short, we had all a group of us had found this place to hang out in the evenings at this event that we that we lovingly termed the shack, and we would hang out here at night, kind of after the official conference things were over, we would go and hang out at the shack. Um, and so one night we knew we were going to have a great night at the shack. We were, I think we were it was our day off or something, and we stopped at this liquor store on the way back to get something really special to to have <laughs> at the shack, and. Uh, Tanya's eye just just caught on this bottle. So this, so Tanya saw this yes. bottle shining on uh, on the shelf of this the Saints and Sinners liquor store. The, li- the liquor store was literally called Saints and Sinners. So what she saw was uh, Bird Dog Peach Whiskey. Oh gosh, I'm this is a flashbacks. thing that shouldn't exist. If you're a whiskey drinker, you should know this shouldn't exist. But for Tanya, this was like the bee's knees. So. So she, so she was like, should I buy it? It's kind of expensive. I was like, yeah, you should buy it. You should buy it. So I, I do 
wear some shame in this story. Uh, and credit. And credit, and credit. Mm-hmm. So we took the we took the whiskey back. I think we got some little plastic cups at the Dollar General or something like that. <laughs> at the Dollar Tree, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. So what happened is we had these little plastic cups, and it was the shack was about a hundred yards away from the campus where we were staying. Down, it was in the high desert, so it's kind of kind of desert, little cactuses and sagebrush all around, and it was very dark out there. It's kind of this lean-to. It was very dark. So we're out there. There's not a lot of light. We're kind of lit up by our phones and our phones and our hearts, and that's it to go but for light. So we're passing passing this bottle of peach whiskey around, and we're all going to try it once. Uh, you know, there was a half dozen of us there or something. And we each try it, and nobody likes it except for, except for <laughs> Tanya. Tanya definitely likes it. And so um, it keeps going around the circle. We keep kind of saying... I'm okay. I'm good for now. <laughs> Passing it around some more. It comes back to Tanya. Tanya's like, no, I'll, I'll take some more. So about a half hour, 45 minutes into this, uh, into these festivities, uh, I was actually sitting on a very unstable bench with Tanya at this time that was made out of like half a log or something. And I just <laughs> felt the bench kind of start to sway. <laughs> and I looked over at Tanya and she was just losing her ability to stay upright and I knew instantly that, um, Tony, you were in trouble. It was becoming clear to me. And everyone around kind of looked at each other and we were like, Tanya is in, <laughs> this is not going to go well. And we said, Tanya, like, how much of that did you have to drink? And this is where the context comes into play where Tanya doesn't have a lot of experience with hard liquor. And, uh, and it was very dark. And mm-hmm. um, so we looked at the bottle, and it was a it was a bottle re- very similar to this. I want you to know, Tony, that I I, <laughs> I I have a better bourbon than this, but I got out my worst bourbon to drink for you tonight because that that's you. So <laughs> this isn't terrible, but it's worse than remembrance. Yes. Yeah, in your honor. So so Tony had drunken about this much, I think, of this of this bottle. It was about a third gone. Um, but it was, it was so, so dark, dark, I had no idea. Maybe more. And it was so dark, she didn't know. And it was just, you know, she assumed we had all been drinking as much as her, but we weren't drinking it at all. We were just passing well, it back to her. And it was like peaches. It was just and like, it tasted you know, like peaches, all that sugar. It was, it was so much yeah. sugar just to mask it, right? <laughs> so anyway, she she basically fell off a cliff at this point. Um, she had literally. to be, literally, she had to be laid down on this other bench so we kind of laid her down, and she just kind of went into the fetal position, started rocking back and forth. She was kind of like moaning, kind of like crying a little bit, wailing a little bit. But also, um, Tanya was actually at this event as as an as a as a mentor to young um, would be young poets uh, from from religious backgrounds and largely and so the, all of this started to set into Tanya and she she started wailing over and over again I am a professional I'm a professional and she would say guys this is so dumb this is so dumb and that was kind of phase one um, and then and, and after that it started to get worse it turned into guys you still love me, right? You guys love me, right? 
Um, so this went so on for like, I think at some point someone had to take you to go pee in the cactuses and you kind of fell down and into some in, down a hill into some cactuses or something. Yeah, I did. I rolled backwards down a hill of uh, scrub and cacti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have I gotten most of the story right so far, Tanya? Did I leave anything out? Did so I... far. Okay. So all of us kind of young um, artists from religious backgrounds have no idea how to deal with somebody this drunk. I had no idea. And we were getting afraid and we didn't know what to do. <laughs> and it was getting very late. It was very dark out. And we knew that we would have to parade her basically <laughs> stumbling back through the entire campus, back to her room, which was in the absolute farthest place yeah. it could have been yeah. from yeah. where the shack was. So it was way up this hill in the dark, past all the other rooms. And Tanya was not in a place where she was good at being quiet either. So we didn't want to we didn't no. want to carry her wailing. I'm a professional into the night. Um, we didn't know what to do. So we're kind of like uh, people went to bed kind of one by one. And it was just a few of us left. And we're like, what do we do? And then out of nowhere, like an angel. Of oh, mercy, an angel. Yes. China Kent uh, comes wandering down the path. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how she just knew it's like. Tanya had set off a bat single signal when she rolled into the scrub somehow. And China's bringing with her a like brand new, really young, first time attendee of this conference, who this is her initiation into what this gang of misfits is all about. Into this, this Christian Right, arts this Christian event, yeah. arts event, right. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. So so uh so China um China just shows up and like drunken triage is the best i can describe mm-hmm. it it was just like she knew she's like we need to do this we need to do this we need it to was do this. amazing she took over it was amazing it was like watching it was like watching a brain surgeon or watching like like prince if you've ever seen that video where he plays guitar and then he throws it into the sky and it just never comes down it was like watching that it was <laughs> it was amazing uh, i'm still in awe and so china just took over she took command and uh she got her to throw up a lot. And I think that's what saved you, Tanya, is, is China got you to barf a lot. I that's, just see Chi- yes. China, I'm going to bring you in for a second here. Are you cool with that? China's, China's just dying over here. <laughs> so is this how you remember it, China, for the most part? Well, I just remember, yeah, well, I just remember uh, y'all were just so sort of like um, cowed and like befuddled. And poor Tanya would just like... Do you hate me? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" And someone said, "Oh, I don't, I don't know how long we have to be here. Is it like, is she going to be okay in like fifteen minutes?" I was like, "No, no, she's not." Anyway, it was um, the honor of a lifetime, Tanya. I'm really glad yes. I could. I just, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I just thought we were going to do some shacking and. And we did. We sure we, did. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, China. Thanks again for being a hero. We'll see. You, we'll see you soon. Anytime. Anytime. Um, okay. So then, after that, China did get. We did get Tanya up the hill. We did get her to, to bed. Everything worked out. China tucked tucked you in, I think, and mm-hmm. gave you some magic magic beans, magic pills of some sort, yeah. and water, and and I made it. I made it. Yeah. It was, you made it. And I even, I even worked, worked the next day. Like I did, I was back to myself. It was a miracle. 
Yeah, so so I have to say, and I think I've told you this, Tanya, that I I went to bed like super worried about you. And, and, I, and I was, you know, I was worried about you physically, but I was worried about you emotionally, like emotionally and spiritually as well, because I knew this was probably like you and I both deal with similar issues of like shame and guilt and baggage and all that. And I just yeah. I remember waking up the next day feeling really heavy for you mm. and praying for you and being like, man, I hope um, hope she's OK. <laughs> hope she's OK. And uh, and that's where this song came from. I just sat down and I wrote this song out of that space. So, uh, so that's the story behind behind the song. It's not a funny song, but it's a funny story. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> isn't that how life is? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sad songs, sad songs from funny stories. That should be yep. my. <laughs> but yeah, it was a miracle. I remember going to breakfast. It was pretty early, and I walk in, and who do I see but Tanya sitting there with like coffee in hand oatmeal and a lucky bowl charms or something. probably lucky charms just ready to go i was like it was it was it was literally like one of the few miracles i think i've seen in my life <laughs> i still don't know how it happened <laughs> sometimes when you write a song you feel like you get to be part of a miracle that something from beyond you channels through you into melody and language and i certainly feel that way about my song trying to be free To deepen the miracle, I was able to include people who were part of that night in the recording of this song. You'll hear us uh, sharing it in the desert right after it was written. And you'll also hear some fantastic mandolin playing from Tanya Runyon at the beginning, some vocals from China Kent in the second verse, uh, and other little bits and pieces throughout. And I'm so grateful that we can make that happen. Uh, You can find more of my music at vonbeaker.com, and you'll find those show notes at songstoriespodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. We'll see you in two weeks. But for now, here's my song, Trying to Be Free. so tightly together We are shaking our shackles We're trying to be free Without walking away from everything Nothing you 
Friendship and pain always wind up together. We are shaking our shackles, we're trying to be free without walking away from everything. We are shaking our shackles, we're trying. Shackles were trying 